wave crashing and coach dabbing Saturday night. BYU basketball <laughs> and football energized the Marriott Center. Head coach Kalani Satake taking the mic and he did not disappoint a sellout crowd. Hear his Saturday night speech in its entirety. Plus, karma boosts all-star Jimmer and basketball analyst Anson Winder on why the BYU defense was better than it has been all season. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, back to work on a Monday. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. February 1st. Oh yeah, it's February. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who parties in February like no other. Jerem Jordan. This is BYU. I don't know how to party. My, na- my name statements is, of truth. My name's Rod, and I like to party. I know for a fact <laughs> you don't like to party. I love that. Every- oh, what Hot a great, Rod, one of the greatest great films of this generation. What a great movie. Okay, people, the energy in the Marriott Center on Saturday night. Can we discuss what happened not only during the basketball we game? turbulence. But at halftime, when the new BYU football coaches were introduced... Yeah, I, I'm going to go to the golfer voice from the guy who comes. It was electric. <laughs> that was the most excitement on campus since kind of Kua's pick six against Boise State. Against Boise State, because yeah, not against Fresno State because there were two. Uh, that that moment was, as the kids say, lit. It was amazing. There was so much energy. And coming up, we'll play you Kalani Satake's speech in its entirety. But he in- introduced the coaching staff one by one. And the moment when Ty Detmer was introduced was the moment. The moment, right? And then Kalani Satake is introduced. And then it's just 19,000 people on their feet cheering, you know, BYU. It, it was exciting. Like, that was – there was the press conference. There was uh, some other media availabilities. To me, that was the official opening of the 2016 football season, if you will. That, that this is a new era. I, I felt that in that moment. It was very powerful. Ty Detmer running out as the Heisman Trophy winner in front of the public. Like, like pumping his fist, like, let's go. For the first <laughs> time as a coach at BYU. Whenever he comes back, he gets a loud cheer at football right. games. It was different. Like you're, one, you're, like, you're one of us again, kind of thing. And then, and then Tom Homel ran by us on press row, like, slapped you on the back, stopped and said, let's go, baby, let's go. <laughs> like, I didn't even know who it was for a second. Like, did a fan get down in my here? Ear and I'm like, who is this? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Yep, there's yeah. the athletic director. Who was well, clearly fired up? Oh, old Tommy Homo. Man, and then Kalani Satake dabs. He's got his hands out. He's okay. got the Aloha sign in his hands, and then he throws up a dab. Let's talk about that. So <laughs> the, Kalani Satake and that coaching staff had an agenda item, among others, in that speech. Again, coming up, we'll play that in its entirety. Uh, and one of them is that the what that that the why in sign language and what is it the shaka right that that is a thing. Okay. And on BYU TV, we're showing you them, them do that right now and, and the dab, okay? <laughs> Which is great. That's a thing, okay? The U, a couple years ago, introduced the hand signal. That's become more of a thing for them. And by the U, I mean Miami in the 90s. Utah also has a thing. BYU wants a thing. Kalani Sitake and this, and this staff want that to be a thing that they do, that, that you, you do the Y to other BYU fans. Whether it's royal blue or navy blue. We own it because it's BYU blue. That I'm trying to teach my little girl the dab, by the way. I believe a direct quote from Kalani Satake, <laughs> but you'll hear it. Yes, 
When start I, them young, man. Start them when they're two. I sneezed yesterday in church, and I did this. <laughs> You're I did, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to like make a vine or something. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation there headlines. There were four people that just changed the channel. BYU basketball beat Pepperdine in front of a sellout crowd on Saturday <laughs> night, 88-77. Oh, yeah, there was a game, and the Cougars won. Kyle Collinsworth became the Cougars' all-time leading rebounder with 923, yeah, passing yeah. Michael Smith. That's awesome. Assists and rebounds leader. Unbelievable. Unreal. Collinsworth also one of 10 finalists for the Bob Cousy Award given to the best point guard in the nation. Anson Winder will join us in 10 minutes to talk about all of that. Lexi Rideout scored a career-high 37 points as BYU Women's Hoops beat Pepperdine uh, at the Firestone Fieldhouse 77-66. So the karma boost from Thursday was six points because she's already really good. Uh, she's going to win the West Coast Conference. Yeah, the Karma Boost put her up to that clear West Coast Conference Player yeah. of the Week nomination. It's not like she was super good uh, to start already or anything. The Cougars have won 10 straight games now. They remain in a tie for first place in the WCC with San Diego. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball beat number 9 UC Irvine twice on the road. Both matches in sweeps. Three sets. The Cougars host UC Santa Barbara on Friday and Saturday on BYU TV. Then you look at Jimmer Fredette. What Jimmer! a weekend he had. Yep, there he is. Tied his NBA D-League career high with 37 points. So, Radulch and Fredette with 37 each. In a win over, the Sioux, Fall, over Sioux Falls on Saturday, he also had five boards, three assists for the Westchester Knicks. Fredette was also named to the D-League All-Star team. All-Star. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A record-setting, wave-crashing, and coach-dabbing win. Just tonight we had that focus the entire game, that every play, every possession is huge. And we've done a better job of that. You know, every game, every practice, one day at a time, it's huge. Every, like I said earlier, every game is the championship game for us. That's where we're at right now, and we have to play hard like it's a championship game. BYU point guard Kyle Collinsworth after his record-setting performance on Saturday night. Every game, a big game. BYU beats Pepperdine 88-77 on Saturday night and move back into sole possession of third place in the West Coast Conference. The Cougars remain perfect at home, 10-0 this season. That makes 16 straight victories mm. in the Marriott Center, Jerem. That's pretty good. BYU plays really well at home. We've seen the difference between this team at home on, and on the road, and uh, luckily BYU still has, what, five of eight left at home. Not only that, but here come the first place St. Mary's Gales. Here we go. To the Marriott Center on Thursday, who survived Pacific on Saturday. Ugh. It's tough to watch the Tigers kind of choke that one away. But BYU has the Gales in Provo. Although we are still four days away from the game of the year on BYU TV. So let's relish what BYU accomplished on Saturday night, Jerem, starting with Kyle Collinsworth, the Koozie Award finalist, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Tell them what they've won. Kyle Collinsworth is now the BYU all-time leading rebounder with 923 rebounds. That is unbelievable that he has rebounded to that degree for a point guard. Assists for a point guard are something you should have, right? But there's never been anyone that's had more assists than Kyle Collinsworth. And And rebounds? rebounds? Are you kidding me? Here's what Kyle had to say about the record after the game. At the start of the season, I wasn't really aware, but I didn't need to average a lot of rebounds a game to get this. It's surreal. It's a great accomplishment, and it's just just how I play. I'm the the best point guard rebounding in the country, and that's just how I've always played. And No one's going to rebound better than me for my my position. 
Now, that is the most outspoken I've ever heard Kyle Collinsworth, and I love that he said it because that's the way he feels. I didn't feel like he was bragging in that moment. I felt like he was saying, listen, this validates what I've tried to do. It was a determined statement. Like, sure. I work harder than anybody in the country at this, at my position, and no one's going to be better and I'm, than me. I'm the best at it. I don't see anything wrong with him saying that. I think some, some people are like, whoa, that was it. Whatever. We've known this kid since he was a freshman at Provo High when he was 5'9", and his brother Chris was the guy, the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year. Kyle became a better player than Chris, which is crazy. And unfortunately, Chris was not healthy in his career, but what an unbelievable record. Matt Montague, step aside and assist. Michael Smith, who played in the NBA for years, is the Clippers uh, color commentator on TV with your, with your boy Ralph Lawler. Uh, and he, dunk. he's been amazing. And what a game he had on Saturday, too. Offensively, he was really good. 24 points, 10 assists, 4 boards. Rarely does he get the assist and not the rebound. So that could have been a triple-double kind of day. But BYU shot the ball pretty well. Yeah, all he does is go for 24 points, 10 <laughs> assists, and 4 rebounds. And, and people, people are like, hey, what's hey, with the rebound? Hey, hey, man, come on, hey, get a triple-double rebound, Kyle. <laughs> Look, they beat Pepperdine. And, and he hit that, a 3. That was huge. But he did get some help from a supporting cast led by Nick Emery, who had a career-high 5 steals. And when he started... To get those transition buckets, those live ball turnovers and score some buckets, you started to feel that momentum shift in BYU's favor. Yeah, in the second half, BYU's half-court offense was bad at the beginning of the half. And its defense saved BYU. And because both teams shot in the 30s in the second half. BYU actually shot uh, really well in this game. For the week, they shot 49%. 51 and then, and then uh, 49 for a total of 49. But BYU at home... Make shots, and they just play better defense. Anson Winder, we'll chat with him, like, why that is that BYU does that coming up. The zone was effective. Quincy Lewis told BYU Sports Nation that it was working as a 2-3, really, for the first time as he wanted it to all season long. Anson will talk about that and what went into that. Then there's the Jacob Hartsock factor. Playing the role of Zach Selyus. Zach Selyus out with that shoulder injury. Hartsock drops in three first-half three-pointers. What in the world? How confident do you have to be if you've scored eight points all year, and then you're like, yeah, I'll put it up a couple times. He scored nine <laughs> points and a half, more than he had scored all year. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing, and BYU needed that in this game because BYU got a double-digit lead that they never really relinquished. It was in jeopardy early in the second half, but BYU played good D, got out in transition like you mentioned. Then there's the big picture help. It's February 1st, which means... Jerem is super excited about this. The Daily RPI Watch begins. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. This just in from the news desk at the RPI front. BYU up eight spots to number 59. Actually, Jerem? I actually don't mind this because it's super relevant, and I don't know. We don't have to wait six months. We only wait a month. 59. BYU was 59. as low as 75 just a couple of weeks ago. Like a week and a half. They have After jumped, the Pepperdine loss? They have jumped 16 spots in like a week and a half. If BYU, <clears throat> when BYU <laughs> beats St. Mary's Thursday in the Marriott Center. They're going to win. Be- we'll no argue way. St. Mary's not coming to Provo and okay. win. We'll, we'll argue strongly why uh, later, <laughs> in our opinion, strongly. Um, another day. BYU is going to be a top 50 RPI team after Thursday. What? BYU's going to be a top 50 RPI third? Okay, St. Mary's is 41 in the RPI. They're 18-2. and two. They have the worst RPI of any two-loss team in the country. Because they haven't because challenged Because their schedule themselves. stinks! They've played 15 home games. They haven't left the state of California. They have not left 
California. I think St. Mary's is a good team, but I think it's fool's gold to a degree because of those things. Pepperdine, by the way, an RPI top 100 win. The Waves are 96. BYU has a top 100 win. BYU has three top 100 wins in the RPI. At Gonzaga, Belmont, and now Pepperdine. What's Belmont? 86, I believe. 86. 86. Okay, so no top 50 wins. I don't know if BYU will end up with any top 50 wins. Depends if St. Mary's can climb in there. Because Gonzaga... Right now, it's at 71 in the RPI. Gonzaga needs to beat St. Mary's in Spokane, and BYU needs to beat St. Mary's in Provo. BYU has five of eight at home, and only two, uh, only two of the eight left are in the top 50. Uh, sorry, are in the top 200 of the RPI. Top 200 it is a in reality. Ken Palm's rankings. It is a reality that BYU could be the only RPI top 50 team in the West Coast Conference going into the Las Vegas tournament. Now, that's interesting. If BYU is, they're not in third place in the league, in my opinion. They would have to be in the top two. I don't, if BYU wins a regular season title, I won't be shocked, but a, a little bit. Um, I think if BYU slides in uh, to the West Coast Conference DMs, uh, if you will, in second place, top 50 RPI, that's a good spot to be in. Whew. Treat every game like it's a championship game, says Kyle Collinsworth. And why not give some BYU Sports Nation karma boosts to Kyle's cast of characters, including Corbin Kafusi, who, by the way, was BYU's best free throw shooter on Saturday night. He had 10.6 rebounds, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Okay, the karma karma is fun. It's been this running gag, blah, 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 blah. Then we sit there and just see manifestation after manifestation after manifestation. I'm like, <laughs> is this bigger than us? It is. We sit there and watch Corbin Kafusi, a 50% free throw shooter, go 8 of 10 from the line, go 10 and 6. It should have been 12 and 6 because of the dunk he had the, wasn't one. The phantom one. block by out. the net. He should have had a 12 and 6 <laughs> after being on the show. What in the world? That happens like once every 10 years. Maybe. I don't know oh, that, that, dunk? that yeah. I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, I, I saw it live and I thought... That came out, and everyone thought it went in. He thought yeah, yeah, oh, he's yeah. celebrating yeah. on the way of down course, the floor. Of, of course he did. Now the ball has to go all the way through, obviously. Oh, my goodness. That was funny. A record-breaking night for BYU basketball, led by Kyle Collinsworth, and wouldn't you know it, BYU's Nate Austin that much closer to another BYU record. He's chasing Larson. On his way to BYU basketball immortality. Nate Austin is chasing Russell Larson on BYU Sports Nation. Nate Austin is now just 10 fouls away from passing Russell Larson for the BYU all-time personal fouls lead. He used, he got 5 in 11 minutes. 5 fouls, 11 minutes. No one was working harder than Nate Austin Saturday night. 10 fouls away, baby. That could happen this week if he fouls out in both. We're like, we're in the week. Where it can happen. Oh, our, I our, dare say this is bigger than Tyler Oz <laughs> passing Jimmer. Our Twitter question today. What was the most impressive thing that happened in the Marriott Center on Saturday night? Nate Austin's 5,011 minutes to me. <laughs> at Mama MJG. Number one, Corbin's free throw shooting. Didn't expect it at all. You're welcome, BYU Sports Nation Karma <laughs> Boost. Number two, Heart Sox, three threes. Nice boost off the bench. Uh, to me, the real answer to this question is um, the energy in the building at halftime. I agree 100%. The energy in the building. And, and if you missed it, coming up, we'll play Kalani Satake's entire speech 
from halftime. The energy in the building in spite of the dancing grannies which followed the Dude, coach normally that's a, Normally that's a, a crowd pleaser. What are you talking about? No, it was good. People love it. It was I, good. People I, were just mad they were wearing red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I feel you. It was it was BYU Hawaii red. Oh, go go Seasiders! Up next, Anson Winder on why the BYU defense was better on Saturday than it has been all year. Stay with us. Another sweater day. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and join the conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. This is a big week. St. Mary's in town Thursday. Men's volleyball back in town. Excited about that. We'll have a couple broadcasts. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Lots, lots going on in BYU TV. Uh, and then Wednesday is football signing day. Oh, yeah. There's Wednesday. that Wednesday. Okay, so here's the plan. Noon Eastern time, BYU Sports Nation. Spencer and Brian here. I'll be live in the Student Athlete Building doing interviews uh, and reports from there. We'll, we'll give you updates on who's signing and when and What's going on with that? And then at 6 Eastern time, Kalani Sitake, Elisa Tuyaki, and Ty Detmer in studio will break down all the recruits with a live afternoon edition. Check it out Wednesday. Huge contingent of official visits from recruits on Saturday. Watching that game Saturday night against Pepperdine and seeing the football coaches introduced, it'd be hard not to be impressed by the scene in the Marriott Center on Saturday night. There was a Power 5 crowd there. There was a Power 5 crowd Saturday night. What was the most impressive thing that happened in the Marriott Center on Saturday night at 86 WI Coog says Kafusi slam dunk rejection by the net. Impressive display of D by a piece of nylon. Second, Kafusi going eight of ten from the free throw line. Yeah, the eight of ten was was really nice. It was really nice. Because you get to the there were there were like five hundred thirty eight free throws in that game. So it was nice that someone made a bunch. Oh, five hundred and thirty nine fouls and five hundred and thirty eight. WCC free throws. officials struck again. Goodness. Joining us now in Studio B, BYU TV basketball analyst, our good friend Anson Winder. Anson, have you ever seen anything like that dunk rejection by the net ever in a basketball game? No, I haven't seen anything like that before. I saw one from Gary Payne from Oregon State, he missed. Well, he made the dunk, and then he dunked it so hard it went back into the hoop again. But I've never <laughs> seen the that again. again. Yeah, rejected like that before. That was unreal. Is are you always going to wear a sweater? By the way, like should um, I just always wear a sweater when you're on? Yeah, that would be. I mean, that would be cool. But okay, because I, I would have worn one. It is like a <laughs> blizzard today. It's crazy. Yeah, see, I was I. Le- I, I just expect it to be cold, especially yeah. being from Vegas. It's yeah. like I'm kind of a wuss, so. Yeah. I gotta put a sweater on every day. <laughs> That's fair. Do you want the Raiders to go to Vegas? Uh, yes. Any type of pro team we will take, whether it be hockey, <laughs> soccer, basketball, football, something to cheer for. We've okay. already got you got a pro team in Vegas, isn't it BYU? Oh my god. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, hey, come on, man. <laughs> Closest thing to, well, UNLV basketball, I guess, yeah, is a UNLV pretty big basketball deal. Yeah, UNLV basketball is a nice thing. But. Anson Winder with us in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. You said that the BYU defense was very impressive, probably the best you've seen them all year. Why, why make a statement like that after the game against Pepperdine? Um, because you can see how they held them to such low numbers from the field and from the three-point line. It just shows how... It's finally paying off, and you're starting to see them make big strides on the defensive end and just cause problems for Pepperdine. And it, it was good to see, and it's promising for the rest of the year. If they can keep this going, 
who knows what happened, especially against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And I thought it was important in the beginning of the second half where BYU's offensive uh, half-court game was stagnant. It was yeah. bad. They weren't making shots. That, that I think that kept BYU in the game, especially when Pepperdine uh, made that run. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen games in the past where BYU will – will have trouble scoring on the offensive end and then not be able to stop them on the defensive end, and they get behind by large amounts. So to have them kind of keep them in the game with their defense was surprising but also good to see. We heard Quincy Lewis, one of the assistant coaches and the defensive coordinator, if you will, for BYU basketball, talk about how the zone was effective in the 2-3. Did you see anything specific that BYU did in their zone defensive scheme that that worked so well to prevent Pepperdine from shooting the three-pointer? I think Pepperdine was... Man, like three for 25 or something, or three for 22 from the three-point line? They were just a lot more active. It seemed like they were getting the shooters. Um, every shot was contested for Pepperdine. They, um, they made them try to force it into the middle and eventually start trying to dump it down into the post. And once they realized they couldn't get the shots they wanted to get. So BYU did a great job of just having active hands and just causing problems on the perimeter. BYU's won 16 in a row at home. Uh, the last six of your senior year, plus 10 this year. What is it that makes BYU so much more effective at home? We keep saying this this whole season, but we keep seeing it manifest itself. I think it's the energy of the crowd. I mean, Saturday night I went to the game, and that was as loud as it's been in a long time. I think that plays a huge factor, for especially for a team like Pepperdine, who doesn't play in an arena like this on a regular basis. And then you have a team like BYU, who's so used to playing at home and does so well at home, it just plays a huge factor in, in, in these games, and you could see it as they pulled away late on Saturday. I thought The Rock was amazing. BYU's uh, student section, were the Cougars, as Kalani Satake called them, the rowdy, rowdy rock. <laughs> and you'll hear from Kalani Satake, that speech coming up. They, they were amazing. I mean, all the, all the way, they're like 500 feet away from the court, but they're still there. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal. Uh, they play such a huge part in these games. When the team is down, they can keep you in it on the defense and offensive end, and it just showed tremendously on Thursday and Saturday. Last week on the show, you said Pepperdine and Portland were your two toss-up games for BYU. They'll both take place in the Marriott Center. Pepperdine, of course, ended in a win. Portland's still to come. Has that shifted at all? Have your have your toss-up games, or at least in terms of what games you're most worried about at home, has that shifted at all after a week? No, I don't think it's shifted. I think it's even made me more excited about these games coming up because, for one, um, Portland is a winnable game. They, they, you know, they caught heat down in, in Portland, but they, they will have to come to the Marriott the same way St. Mary's does and Pepperdine does. And I don't know. It's exciting. I think St. Mary's, that'll be an interesting game because, for one, they haven't played in an arena like this before, this year. They haven't been out of the they state. They haven't been out of the state. So for them, just the ah! fact that they're leaving California is going to be a shell shock for them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've, got, they've hopped on a plane to play a game, I think, one time. Southern, one time. Southern California. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Whereas you look at BYU, and they've been gone for weeks at a time. BYU's played more road league games than St. Mary's has played road games overall this year. Okay. Yeah. St. Mary's is a good team, though. I watched them play, and I go, that's a good team. Yeah. Like, that's an NCAA tournament team. That's probably a single-digit seeded team as of right now. However, I think it's fool's gold to a degree because they played 15 road games and, like we mentioned, haven't hit the road. What do you, what do you expect Thursday? What do you think will happen? Um, I hope, like years prior, BYU kind of jumps on them early. Uh, they get off to a good start. And, you know, St. Mary's is so well coached and their schemes are so vital to what they do and what they do well. That they, you know, they could, I could see them causing BYU problems th- through courses of a game. But I think if BYU can stay on it and control the game like they have, you know, in games prior – uh, we can see a, a W kind of come BYU's way. 
And that, the, oh, sorry, go ahead, the, the beginning of that game was a struggle for BYU, where they got they got down big. Uh, let's see, largest lead, you know, fifteen. BYU trailed by fifteen, I guess, in the second half. I don't. BYU doesn't get those kind of holes at home, right? Definitely, I don't. I don't see. I mean, I hope BYU doesn't go down fifteen at home. Um, and I, I think aside from Gonzaga, when BYU goes down by a large amount, it's usually hard for them to come back. So I expect them to to be more you know, anxious and more excited and, and have a ton of energy going into this game because, for one, it's the, this is the biggest game of the year. It's the game of the century. Game of the century, yeah. some might say. <laughs> <laughs> live, live on BYU TV. So I think having the top team in the league come to your place on a Thursday night, especially when they haven't been away from home and you guys are playing well, you guys played a great week last week, it's exciting. Coming off the win against Pepperdine, you would think that would be advantageous, especially mentally for BYU, knowing like, hey, we beat a team that's a tough matchup for us, and in your mind, a tougher matchup for BYU than even St. Mary's. So the Cougars and Gales on Thursday night. Let's talk about the individuals involved on Saturday night in terms of record-setting performances. Kyle Collinsworth is now the leading rebounder <laughs> and assist man for BYU basketball. That, that just doesn't happen. So how do you explain what he is doing as a point guard, Anson? It's weird because he's not even – he's not just a point guard anymore. He's like a one through five. He's almost like a Magic Johnson, it seems like, because he does everything. And it's almost expected. I, I looked up at the scoreboard and I was like, wow, Kyle only has three rebounds? What's going on? And you expect <laughs> ten. You expect ten. With he would like, have had a triple-double. Yeah, without the, before the first half is over, you expect ten, ten, ten. You expect the triple-double to come even earlier. So – it's impressive to see him do everything on the floor from passing to shooting to uh, getting assists for his teammates and playing defense. It just, it's impressive to see. The irony of him setting the rebound record in that was that he only had four in the game. Like that was a, that was a low number for him, right? <laughs> he had 10 assists. Um, he hit a three-pointer uh, offensively at 13.6 of nine, I think, 10 minutes into the game or something. So he did what BYU needed to do in there. When did you know playing with Kyle for three seasons, or I think, was it two or three? Uh, two. Two. When did you know he was unique in his skill set? Unique in his skill set. Um, I think it was freshman year when, well, my redshirt year, mm-hmm. he played right before his mission. And coach just kind of put him in and I said, hey, can you rebound or can you get assists? Can you score when needed to? And he was able to do all three of those things, especially you know, towards the end of the year when Brandon wasn't playing and he was asked to take on a bigger role. And you've seen Charles play a lot more as well. And I think those were glimpses of him showing that, hey, he can do more than just score or you know, he can play defense, he can rebound, he can get assists. BYU has the all-time scoring leader in Tyler Haas graduate last year and now the all-time assists and rebounds leader in Kyle Collinsworth on this year's team but we should not forget about one Nate Austin, correct? Are you aware that he is only 10 personal fouls away from becoming the all-time personal fouls leader? <laughs> I joked about that with uh, – I was sitting with Dr. Rich at the game, and I said, wait, Nate is going to lead BYU in rug burns – or floor burns, I mean – and fouls. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on the floor a ton, and he fouls like no other. So – uh, I knew he had to be close, especially with the. <laughs> we love Nate. We're trolling so hard. On him, I love man. Nate. That, I mean, the plays that he's made throughout this year has has contributed to BYU success at such a high level. Uh, Gonzaga. He could, yeah, he made the play of his career against Gonzaga, and that was a huge win for BYU, a much needed win. So 
I mean, him playing that hard, if that means BYU's going to get the wins that they have this year, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll d- take the fouls. He does so many things that um, I feel like we need to justify this. <laughs> he does so many things away from the ball. <laughs> to, his out-of-zone rebounding, his 50-50s, his layup, uh, his ability to draw charges, yeah. that kind of thing, which he hasn't done as much. I yeah. think as a fifth-year senior, he's like, I'm tired of getting yeah. pulled over. Now man. I'll just try and block shots and uh, yeah. you know, kind of contest and make shots tough for other teams. And he's done well. I mean, I love watching him play. BYU basketball analyst Anson Winder with us on Studio B. It is a Monday. The Cougars are 59 in the RPI with a game against St. Mary's on Thursday and another against Pacific on Saturday. You know what the win, a win Thursday would do for BYU? It would say, okay, BYU's beaten Gonzaga and St. Mary's and Pepperdine. BYU can win the league, either in the regular, but more importantly, I think in Vegas. I think for the first time, and you, tell us how you guys always felt in Vegas. Was there, was there something that was like, okay, we're going to have to do something special here, as opposed to maybe this year if BYU beat St. Mary's, they go, we've beaten these teams, yeah, we can everyone. do it. Yeah, I think in the back of our minds the past couple of years going down to Vegas for the tournament was, man, we have to beat Gonzaga. And Gonzaga's always been deep, and they've always been a top team in the country. So it's always, you always struggle thinking, okay, well, we have to win three huge games. And with the final being against Gonzaga, most likely, which it has been. So you beat St. Mary's on Thursday, and you say, wow, we beat everyone in the league that we need to beat. And, you know, there's no definite wins for Gonzaga or St. Mary's going into the tournament. It's a toss-up. What's more likely, Anson? This will be the final question. BYU goes undefeated at home this season, still with games against St. Mary's and Gonzaga on the table and Portland. Or they win the West Coast Conference tournament in Las Vegas. Ooh, that's interesting. Because I'd love to see them win a tournament, but the way that they're playing at home, it's I don't see them losing at home. It's like a different team when you come to the Marriott Center and watch them play. Uh, the energy level, the the activeness that the players show, and the way that they shoot the ball and score, I I don't see them losing at home. Yeah, generally there's a difference between teams playing at home and on the rope. This this is extreme. Jeremy used the word extreme. Extre- it's, yeah, it's extreme this year. Yeah. And BYU right now has won 16 in a row at home, 10 and 0 this season. Anson, great stuff. Good to talk to you, man. Guys, I appreciate you having me. Get feeling better. Get healthy so that we can make this nice run through February, okay? <laughs> you and exactly. Zach Selyus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, did you hear what Kalani Satake said at halftime? If you didn't, we have the audio for you. What did the coach say in his first public address that got Marriott Center so ramped up? Watch him dab. Oh, baby. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. It is a Monday and a winning one at that. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm handing you the tourney ha- train hat. You said you can't put it on after a loss. Are you going to put it on right now? After Saturday night, it's going on. Oh, the hat's going on. And it's going on backwards. Okay, but not single-digit seed, right? Just getting into the tournament. Are you going to back off that, or are you still holding that? If BYU is the only (laughs) top 50 RPI team in the West Coast Conference, tell me, is it still a possibility? Could BYU still be a single-digit seed? In your mind, is there any way they could still be a single-digit seed? Yeah, if they win the last, what is it, uh, 13 games now? Sorry, uh, 11? Eight in the regular, if they win out. Maybe, right? If Finish they, the season with seven losses? Let's say they get to the champion. They win every game I, except I the championship game. I don't think that's going to, yeah. Uh, no. I, the 10 or 11. Listen, I just want to get to the NCAA tournament. I don't care what seed it is. I'm giving you a hard time. I'm <laughs> I know. giving you a hard time. And you should. Yeah. And you should. But yeah. people have been saying, oh, this team's not making the tournament. You're an idiot, Spencer. I agree with one of those things. Where? 
Okay. <laughs> Which Listen, <laughs> settle down, people. BYU 59 in the RPI with St. Mary's coming to town. If BYU beats St. Mary's on Thursday, I guarantee the majority of BYU Sports Nation will be clamoring to jump back on the yeah. tournament train. Yeah, exactly. And it all starts Thursday night, like you said. St. Mary's and BYU... Game of the century, as we're calling it. 9 Eastern time, <laughs> live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is like Alabama LSU 1-2. You know, this is, this is for all the marbles. Ah, uh, Jaron. I'm just kidding. It's a huge game. I'm very excited. It really is. There will be tons of eyeballs love, on that game. We love superlatives, especially the right side of this desk. Left side. Wait, depends side. on are they look on on the television left screen. Side. They are seeing Jerem on Le- the right side of the That's screen. That's why I correct myself. Said left <laughs> camera, camera left side. Whatever you just call it, the game of the century. I don't care if it was. I was in told there. to do that. Captain superlative. <laughs> I, I was told to call it the game of the century. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU basketball beat Pepperdine eighty-eight seventy-seven on Saturday night. Kyle Collinsworth passing Michael Smith as the all-time leading rebounder at BYU. He's also one of ten finalists for the Bob Cousy Award given to the nation's best point guard. Lexi Rideout scored a career-high 37 as BYU won 77-66 at Pepperdine Saturday. The Cougars have won 10 straight now. Wow. And remain in a tie first in the WCC with San Diego. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept UC Irvine in two matches over the weekend. They host UC Santa Barbara Friday and Saturday. You can watch those matches on BYU TV. Steve Vail, what up? Jimmer Fredette tied his NBA D-League career-high with 37 as well and a win over the Sioux Falls. What are they, Sky Force? Is that them on Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you have the tourney train hat. Nobody you can't cares. Think yep, nobody cares. He also had five boards, three assists for the Westchester Knicks. Fredette was named to the D-League All-Star team as well. D-League All-Star. Big deal, no deal. To be determined at a later date. Another day. <laughs> or later today? For those of you... Later today. Or later today, yeah. For those of you that did not hear Kalani Sitake's address to the Marriott Center crowd on Saturday night, we have good news. You can see it and hear it now. BYU's new head football coach introduced the energy was amazing. Listen to this. Former BYU fullback and a BYU graduate, please welcome home your head football coach, Kalani Satake. with his hand over his heart trying to stifle his emotions here what a scene it's great to be home thank you very much it's an honor for me to stand here before you these great men the opportunity that we have to be part of the BYU football program it's an honor for us to be able to coach such tremendous and excited um, exceptional young men on this football team. They've been killing in the workouts. And as coaches, we're seeing a lot of great progress. And we'll be ready and roaring to go this fall. And as head, as head coach, I want to echo the sentiment from our players and our team and our program and give a lot of thanks and sincere appreciation and gratitude 
to the best fans in the world, Cougar Nation. Thank you very much. And it'd be, it'd be crazy for me to talk about fans without, you know, giving a shout out and props to the best student section in the world, the Rowdy Rowdy Rock. So we are all loyal, strong, and true. We wear the white and blue. Whether it's Royal or Navy, we own it because it's BYU Blue. So we have a Y on the court, we have a Y on the field, we have a Y on our logo, we've got a Y on our mountain, we've got a Y in our hearts. We will always rep the Y wherever we go. And our time, our time will come this fall. In the meantime, please continue to support BYU Athletics. And with that said, with that said, it's all about BYU right now, okay? So with that said, let's give it up for Coach Rose and the boys, and let's support BYU Athletics. Go Cougars! Thank you! With that, very cool. And it, prior to that was the introductions of everybody coming out. Amazing. So much energy, and Amazing. then you heard that, and it was everyone was stoked. The BYU, BYU. And just Kalani un- oh. wisely just let that kind of soak in, right? And and he like took a moment and kind of pounded his chest, like, "Hey, this this means something." Was that the most impressive thing that happened in the Marriott Center on Saturday night? That is our Twitter question today. What was it to you, Jerem? You answered already. Just the energy overall. Yeah, and I really liked that Kalani had an agenda, right? One was Royal is important to us, okay? And then another was, hey, th- this Y hand signal is a thing we're going to do. And obviously that ties into Polynesian culture. It ties into the Y in American Sign Language, you know. So that's, that's a thing for BYU now. But this is a thing. And then he dabbed. <laughs> yeah, we didn't show that at the end. But that yeah. was for the recruits. Yeah, there's, a, there's a GIF if you missed that it. That was uh, for the yeah. recruits. Let's go to and the Twitter you. machine. At Crazy Cook Fanatic chiming in, without a doubt, Coach Kalani's speech brought a tear to my eye and fire to my heart. So pumped for the future. Oh, yeah, fire in the belly after that. That was great. And you see all the coaching staff there. You just see, okay, this is the beginning of the new era. To me, that was the moment. The press conference was very formal. That was for the fans. That right there will sell season tickets. At Hasro24 responded to Crazy Cook Fanatic and said, My wife cried too during his speech. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, big deal, no deal, including Kyle Collinsworth and Jimmer Fredette. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan live from the studio Bizzle. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of national um, hosts of any kind that will wear a snapback conductor's hat. In fact, I don't know of any other than one Spencer, what's your middle name again? Kent. Kent. Oh, yeah, Kent North. That's straight, right. straight up Kent to the Linton. side, too, man. Yeah, that's, that, that's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> 
Also awesome. Uh, you're one to talk, Jerem. Yeah, shaving head. It's awesome. Hey, coming up, signing day Wednesday. Full coverage right here on BYU TV through BYU Sports Nation. Noon Eastern time, uh, live uh, from the Student Athlete Building and Studio B. Uh, full coverage. And then 6 Eastern time, we'll break down all the recruits with Kalani Sataki, Ty Emmer, and Elisa Tuiaki. Check it out. Wednesday, 12 and 6 Eastern. It's time to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. Brady Industries is a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations, our sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal, number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Kyle Collinsworth named one of ten finalists for the Bob Cousy Award. I go big deal. I I think two years ago if you had said, hey, Kyle Collinsworth is going to be one of the best point guards in the country, it would be like, in the, in the country? Like, in the West Coast Conference would be cool, right? There's some good point guards in this league. But I, th- I think it's a big deal. It's a bigger deal if he wins it or gets invited to L.A. on April 8th when they announce it. But that's cool for Kyle. Think about that. Ten point guards in the entire country. There are 351 Division One college basketball programs. So, so you're in the upper 3.5% of point guards by this metric? And that's just starting, starting point guards, right? Just starting, yeah. There, yeah, I mean, there are each at team least, has multiple point guards. Yes, at least 702 point guards. So he's one of the best in the entire country. This is absolutely a big deal. Kyle Collins with the all-time leading rebounder and assister and the NCAA record holder for triple doubles. He's pretty good at basketball. Big deal, number two. Big deal, no deal. Corbin Kafusi being rejected by a piece of nylon? Aww. Big deal. Come on. Throw it down, big man, said <laughs> Bill Walton. For whatever reason, this pops out. I mean, I mean, his up and under move, by the way, Corbin Kafusi, he can duck under a block and then, and then get in. He's done this several times. Did it Thursday for a land. But yeah, I go, I go big deal. Come on, nylon playing the best D of anybody on Saturday? I say no deal <laughs> because it didn't affect the outcome of the game and it was still an what athletic What was the line move. on the game, though? I, I heard that at the very end, the line changed. 11. They won by 11. So Corbin Kafu- so the nylon affected the line? Wow. Wow, that's a big deal. <laughs> because we care so much about betting lines at BYU. <laughs> I personally don't, but I think it's interesting. Oh, it is. No, it I, is interesting. I care about the line, just the line of nylon. I'd say squares. I'd say no deal because it didn't affect the outcome of the game. It, it's it's One funny. Outcome. It's weird. The outcome, another but outcome. It's funny and weird, but not a it big deal. It affected an income for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. The BYU Sports Nation karma goes two for two this weekend. Please. I'll go no deal because we expect this. It happens so it's ha- it happens so often that we're like, I expect something different, better from those individuals, and boom, boom. Like, it's one thing to expect, like, 22 from Lexi Rydalch. All of a sudden, she goes off 37. Like, are you kidding me? And then Corbin Kafusi, in a game where he needed to probably be effective, he goes 10 and 6. It would have been 12 and 6 had the nylon not <laughs> done that. I say big deal because. It continues to surprise me. Okay, okay. Corbin Kafusi shooting 8 for 10 from the free throw line. <laughs> That's the big deal. Was his 8 of Amazing. 10. Amazing. Because he only made one field goal. That would have been the second. Well done, Corbin, for making 8 of 10 free oh, yeah. throws. But, I mean, again, the karma, it, I'm, 
I'm shocked every time. Nate Austin blocks the shot at Gonzaga shocked. to win. Okay, but the ways yeah, that yeah, it's yeah, manifesting yeah, you're right. itself. You're right. I'm, not, I'm not shocked that it happens, but yeah, the way that it happens is like, what? Nate Austin? <laughs> he tweets after the Carmen real. Yeah. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette named a D-League All-Star. Normally, I'm sort of pessimistic on this type of stuff. I'm going to go big deal. Listen, if you have a situation in your life and it's not what you want, you just make the best of it, okay? That's what Jimmer Fredette's doing. Does he want to be in the NBA and playing? Yes, but Mm -hmm. he's not. Is that up to Jimmer? Jimmer! 100%, 100%, yes. But he's in the D-League. Be an all-star, score 37, tie a career high. Just do your best in the situation that's given you. Do you have a better shot of getting signed to a 10-day roster or an NBA team if you're a D-League all-star? Absolutely. Yeah, he goes for 36, and then a day later goes for 37. Big deal. Jimmer Fredette is, is, like you said, Jeremy, making the most of his situation. I wish he were in the NBA, but right now this is reality, and he's doing the best that he can with it. In the grand scheme of things, being a D-League All-Star is not a big deal. But for Jimmer, sure, he's doing his best. Sure. He's got a shot. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Kalani Sataki dabs at the end of his halftime speech. This is a big deal. Oh, and then Ben just dabbed. Ben Bagley just dabbed in our control, and that's a bigger deal. Okay, the dab was good. The dad was good because Kalani Satake is a good recruiter. He relates. He's personable. The fact that he did that is awesome. It's awesome. He has personality. You know who wouldn't dab? The previous coach. I don't know. And he danced at the White Awards, and that was funny. Love, but Sata- love, love. Continue loves. <laughs> yes. That was fun. Let's have fun. We're not stressed out. It's not the middle of the game. You're not down. You're not down 35 nothing. Utah in the Vegas Bowl. Let's have fun. I say this is... It's a big deal. <laughs> it is. I was going to uh, uh, disagree just for the sake of disagreeing, but yeah. it is a big deal because yeah. it's such a culture shift. It's but, such a change. It's a flash-in-the-pan dance move like the Dougie and the stanky leg, but yes. Kalani Satake, the head football coach at BYU, dabbed you know what'd be in the his best? first public address. <laughs> if... Uh, Lavelle dabbed. That would be the dab <laughs> of dabs. The dab of dabs. Lavelle dabbing greater than Frank Beamer at Virginia Tech dabbing. Okay, Frank was Beamer like was himself giving himself. In the face. Yeah, and that was just silly. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, Frankie. Yeah. Big deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries <laughs> Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. We should have had a sixth, and it should have been about the countdown. Oh, come on. Countdown to the Wildcats. Two, 14. Did you just blow your nose yeah, over the countdown? I couldn't hear. Ser- you j- <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> you have taken <sighs> the disrespect to a new I've got, level. I've got a cold, man. Me and Ants. <laughs> oh. I've, I can hear now. You're very comfortable in front of a national I can, audience. I can br- are we on? I to thought, the point I thought that you this was blow a- your nose over the countdown. Oh, are we on? Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Oh, okay. I'll plug in. What do we do after that? How do we recover from this low point in the show's history? How about we whip it? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy, whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU beat Pepperdine in front of a sellout crowd Saturday night, 88-77. Kyle Collinsworth became the Cougars' all-time leading rebounder with 923, passing Michael Smith. Collinsworth is also one of ten finalists for the Bob Cousy Award given to the nation's best point guard. 
Women's basketball. Lexi Rideout scored a career-high 37 points as BYU women's basketball won 77-66 at Pepperdine Saturday. She also thinks my hat is cool. The Cougars have won 10 straight and remain in a tie for first place in the WCC with San Diego. Volleyball. Third-ranked BYU men's volleyball beat ninth-ranked UC Irvine twice on the road, both in three sets. Nicely done. The Cougars host UC Santa Barbara Friday and Saturday on BYU TV. Jimmer! Jimmer! Fredette tied his NBA D-League career high with 37 points a day after he scored 36. The Westchester Knicks beat Sioux Falls on Saturday. Fredette also named to the D-League All-Star Eastern Conference team. Football. Brunson Kafusi and the South team. Uh, won the Senior Bowl 27-16 yesterday. Kafusi recorded two tackles and had a pass batted down. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansah had one tackle in the Pro Bowl in a win for Team Irvin 49-27. Track and field. Shaq Walker set a new school record in the 800 with a time of 146-97. Also three members of the women's team set personal record. Golf. Shaq Walker. Shaq Walker. BYU men's golf finished sixth at the Arizona Intercollegiate. Patrick Fishburne can hit the ball like 400 yards. Seriously, he led the way for the Cougars, finishing an even par and eighth overall. Gymnastics. BYU's happy Gimmore, question mark. BYU scored a 195-1 at the Gem State Invitational against Boise State. Second best uh, score this season. Five Cougars hit career highs in the meet. Tennis. Men's tennis had a 7-0 win against Northern Arizona over the weekend and are 6-0 in the month of hey. January. Hey, how about that? Future guests include... Russell Larson, the man Nate Austin is chasing down for the personal foul record. <laughs> Blaine Fowler, Kalani Satake, Ty Detmer, Elisa Tuiaki on signing day on Wednesday. Pretty good. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who are we giving it to, Jim? Kyle Collinsworth sets the rebound record. Lexi Rideoff scored 37. Hey, let's just throw in Jim Fredette there as well. 37 in the Daily League All-Star team. It was a great weekend to be a Cougar. Yeah, Lexi, the unanimous BYU Sports Nation West Coast Conference Player of the Week. The anonymous West Coast Conference <laughs> Player of the Week. That great poet, unanimous. What was the most impressive thing that happened in the Marriott Center Saturday night at Coop Thunder said, getting my wife to attend the game? Hey, for some people, that's real, man. Elite tweet of the day from at Cam Lewis 53 that J.D. Falslub towers over coach Steve Clark. Hey, who knew, man? Oh, and the number one rebounder in BYU history is a point guard. Thanks to Answer Winder, everyone on our crew. Show on demand. Download the podcast with Jeremy. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Fernando Malaban.